Bill Belichick released a statement saying he will not be going to Washington, nor will he be accepting the Medal of Freedom from President Trump. I'm Mariah Jonas, joined by Evan Lazar. Evan, you know, politics aside, is this a decision that was made based off of the impact it would have on the guys in the locker room and maybe drawing potential free agents to New England, more of a, a football aspect? I think there's certainly a ton of football in this decision by Bill Belichick. And the thing that he cited in his statement uh, the other night about why he was rejecting the uh, award from President Trump was that he had a conversation, many conversations throughout the season with the team leaders, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, Matthew Slater. He mentioned Brandon King a couple of weeks ago as well, was a big proponent in this movement for the Patriots organizationally, social equality, uh, you know, racial justices, things like that and fighting that good fight and if he went and said that I think it was about a week ago right at the end of the regular season for the Patriots said it was very eye-opening and educational for him and then he went to the White House and showed up and kind of was chummy with President Trump I think that that would have been a big red flag for a lot of players already in the Patriots organization in that locker room mainly the guys that I mentioned that were one some of the leaders of that in the in within the locker room so that was a big part of it you also have to look at incoming free agents or their whole offseason as a whole you know you have guys out there that maybe won't want to go to the Patriots if they find out that Bill Belichick is still kind of you know on President Trump's side politically. And I, that's a big factor in a lot of these decisions of how is it going to look, not necessarily to us and, and to the media or to the fans, but more so to the players in that locker room or, or potential, excuse me, players in that locker room as well in the future. I think that that was a really smart decision by Bill Belichick to avoid yeah. this subject altogether. And he actually did say some things in that statement that were pretty strong, especially for Bill. He's not a political guy. So for him to come out and say what he did say, I thought was really telling about how the state of our country and the situation that we are currently in. Yeah, I certainly like the way he handled it. I think the statement said enough that there is nothing more. There's nothing to argue about it. It is what it is. And we move on. And that's basically it. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to move on. For all of our Patriots coverage, head to clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel over at Patriots Press Pass. All right, we need to take a quick pause to tell everybody about our sponsor, betonline.ag, our exclusive wagering partner. NFL football continues on. Few surprise teams at the top of the standings. And while you might not be able to be at the games this year, you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. No matter how schedules change or which players play or don't play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There's always more options to wager than anywhere right here at Bet Online. So head to Bet Online today, that's betonline.ag, and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Just use the code CLNS50 for 50% back on your first deposit once again. CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The 
college football national championship happened Monday night. Alabama coming away with their sixth title under coach Nick Saban, defeating Ohio State 52-24. to And many are arguing that this is the best Alabama team we have ever seen. I'm Mariah Jonas, joined by Evan Lazar. And we are going to talk about the quarterback of that Alabama team, Mac Jones. Uh, he completed 36 of 45 throws last night, 464 yards throwing and five touchdowns. What There's a lot to like about this guy. What is it that you think makes him a good prospect for this Patriots team? A lot of things, but I think the main thing is, is that he is a very efficient and kind of just quiet pocket passer. What I mean by quiet is that he's not necessarily the most impressive thrower. He's not someone like a Patrick Mahomes or a Russell Wilson who's going to make all these crazy throws off his back foot, moving to his left and doing all these kinds of things. But in the pocket, he operates extremely efficiently. He's got quick eyes. That's what his offensive coordinator said, Steve Sarkeesian, which means he's very quick through his progression and through his uh, process to get the ball to the right receiver. He's got a nice release. He's accurate within 20 yards the line of scrimmage he has a nice deep ball he's a little bit inconsistent with the deep ball at times but it does come out on time and is usually on point so a very efficient methodical accurate uh, well-versed passer in a lot of different NFL type of schemes running an NFL offense at Alabama he's got the Nick Saban tie obviously as well Mm -hmm. so there's pretty much everything to like about this guy I think that there's a lot of sort of comparisons that get thrown out there for him I think Jimmy Garoppolo is not a terrible comparison for Mac Jones as someone that's more of a stationary passer than maybe some of the other prospects in this draft but certainly it can get the job done from the pocket and knows how to get to one two three in a progression get the ball out quickly hit guys in stride so they can create yards after the catch when they do catch the football all these things that you're hearing me say scream Patriots quarterback right at you and then you throw in the Alabama ties to Nick Saban and Bill Belichick and the fact that they're going to get great information about Mac Jones from Nick Saban about his his psyche and his makeup and his general you know when the cameras aren't on him you know what type of guy is he that's going to be a big part of the evaluation as well but if you just want to pass her that's going to come in and just do the little things right. Not necessarily make those big time throws, those splash plays that make you go, wow, or he's throwing 65 yards off his back foot, but is just going to run the system the right way. Then Mac Jones is the type of guy that you want in the draft. Now he is surrounded by such a great supporting cast down in Alabama. As I've mentioned, arguably one of the best, if not the best Alabama teams we've ever seen you know you've got the Heisman winner in Devontae Smith you've got Waddle how much of it is actually due to Jones though this will be one of those rare occasions Mariah where the quarterback Mac Jones is going to go from a wor- uh, into a worse situation in the NFL most likely than what he had in college he Joe had Burrow. Yeah, a lot like Joe Burrow. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the big thing is that as much as we want to knock Mac Jones for the fact that he's got the Joe Morrow winning award winning offensive line, the best offensive line in the country protecting him. He's got the Heisman Trophy winner. He's got another first round pick in Jalen Waddle that he's throwing to consistently. As much as uh, Najee Harris, probably a first round running back that he's Mm -hmm. handing the ball off to as well. As much as you want to dock him for that, it's not like Joe Burrow was playing with a bunch of scrubs at LSU the year before or that Baker Mayfield was playing with a bunch of scrubs 
Scrubs a couple of years back with Oklahoma. There's a lot of cases of quarterbacks that have come up through the college ranks, and especially in the last couple of years, that have gone very, very high in the draft that have those award-winning offensive lines, mm-hmm. first-round talents at wide receiver and running back, and they've done just fine in the NFL. I, granted, we don't know what Joe Burrow is going to be quite yet, but I think we know he's going to be a pretty good player. Baker has his team in the divisional round playoffs next weekend. So certainly plenty of evidence that, yeah, it does matter that he had a lot of surrounding talent. And we do have to look at his evaluation and realize that a lot of those big time explosive plays that this Bama offense produced was a lot more about the receivers than about the quarterback, but the throws that he was supposed to make and he was supposed to hit, he hit. And then he also did create some things of his own inside the pocket with his manipulation of the pocket, with his quick release, with his on-time accuracy and all those types of things. So, Certainly, he's not going to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns in two quarters when he comes to the NFL. That's probably not going to happen. But in terms of what he's able to do, especially on passes, short and intermediate type of throws, I think that that's really translatable skills that Mac Jones has. Maybe you take away some of those deep passes that you see to Smith and Waddle and say, okay, maybe that's more about the supporting cast. You mentioned, you know, his accuracy and his throwing and how we're not going to be seeing him throwing those deep bombs. Do you think that right there is enough to keep him out of the top 10, though? I think it might be. And the other thing that sort of is a knock on him that some people have said, and I've seen a little bit when I watch him on tape, is that when he does get under pressure, because he doesn't have that rocket arm, when his platform is not his throwing platform is base his feet is not smooth and is not stepping into throws and he doesn't have that sort of air in the pocket to be able to step up into the pocket and make those throws he does have some t- trouble sometimes hitting some of those longer passes when he is under pressure and his feet do get kind of happy feet in the pocket at times when the pressure is in his face but that's something I think you see a lot with young quarterbacks and things that you can sort of drill out of them I mean Justin Herbert had the same knock at him at Oregon about poison the pocket and handling pressure and it looked just fine when he came to the Chargers so I I think that there are some concerns about overall arm talent and creativity and that ability to elevate the talent around him instead of just being sort of a cog in the machine but I think if you're the Patriots yes you need to do a lot of work with the skill talent around a quarterback like Mac Jones to improve it but you are a team that has historically operated like the with the quarterback being sort of a cog in the machine now Brady obviously did a lot more than just be a cog but in terms of what he was early on in his career Tom was more or less just running the scheme and making sure that it ran on time and did everything properly and then we got into 07 Brady and beyond, and now we're talking about a totally different guy. But I'm just talking about in the first couple of years of Brady's career, that's what really it was about for him. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a, a Mac Jones type of player in that respect. There's nothing wrong with a Jimmy Garoppolo type of player in that respect who might not be the most gifted pocket passer, gifted arm talent-wise in this class, but certainly can get the job done on the stuff that he's supposed to hit. And that, more times than not, did not happen this past season for New England and you sort of start to take it for granted how those layups are not as easy as they look when you start Mm -hmm. to get with a quarterback and a receiver that are on the same page or just aren't playing well or at a high level so Matt Jones uh, is a player that you're going to have to surround with talent but I think once you do he's going to be a guy that's going to run the system pretty well right but when we think Patriots in the draft you don't necessarily think oh quarterback first round you do not what is the likelihood that they will actually make a move like this or will they wait till the sixth round? 
to grab a guy. Well, the main thing that I've been arguing all offseason, Mariah, is that there are days of waiting until the sixth round. Now, granted, the way to the sixth round is, a, is an exaggeration because nobody finds the franchise <laughs> quarterback in the sixth round except the Patriots. Or maybe Kurt Warner was an undrafted guy. Those are pretty much the only examples that you right. can find of that. But waiting for a quarterback outside of the first round and hitting on those guys, the percentage chance of that happening is going down more and more as, as we go here because teams are getting so much information on these college problems prospects now that compared to maybe 20 years ago there aren't those guys that slipped through the cracks the same way as there used to be you know Brett Favre was not a first round pick nowadays Brett Favre would be a top 10 guy automatically just because of talent alone so you find these guys nowadays and really your best case scenario if you draft somebody outside of the first round is somebody like a Jimmy G or an Andy Dalton or someone or Kirk Cousins of that caliber and you just don't find those splashes anymore. Dak Prescott's pretty much the only quarterback in the last five or six years that was drafted outside of the first round that was a surefire Pro Bowl talent. You know, we hit on this pick. Everybody else, the top tier is sort of that Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G category, where you're sort of in, in, in quarterback limbo anyway with a lot of those guys. So you have to pick a quarterback early. Six, I believe it's six out of the eight guys were drafted in the first round that are playing on divisional weekend. Seven of the eight were drafted in the first 32 picks because Drew Brees technically was the first pick of the second round back in 2000 or 1999 or whenever that was. So everybody besides Tom Brady that's playing next weekend was drafted in the first 32 picks of the draft. I think that is a really telling stat that sort of shows you that the days of finding a franchise QB at 199 you're not going to get that anymore. Okay. So investing in that position early is really the way that you have to go nowadays. I'm in complete agreement. It's, it's time to really jump on those early picks. Uh, for all of our Patriots coverage, head to clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel over at Patriots Press Pass.